Welcome to the Damn Recruiting Podcast with your hosts Marcus Greaves and Adam Nicholson. We have a ton of great Oregon State content coming your way. Let's get this thing started. Adam, another wonderful day for a episode of the Damn Recruiting Podcast. What's up, my man? How you feeling? Oh, dude, just a long day at work and, you know, putting it on the grind. Yeah. So, getting after it, though, let's get this podcast going tonight. Absolutely. And uh, we could start off, obviously, with some news and notes. But before we jump in, just a general overview, we'll have Bob Lundeberg on. He is a uh, writer for the Oregonian. Most Beaver fans know him basically as the baseball guy. Great person. I love having him on uh, the podcast. I mean, the dude is knowledgeable, knows really everything I would say about Oregon State baseball. He can correct me if I'm wrong, but I really like him on, and I think he's going to bring a lot of great content to today's episode. Um, Adam, also, we got a commit. Oregon State football did. We can talk about that. And Oregon State plays Cincinnati tomorrow. So what's up, man? Let's get let's just jump into the news and notes, man. We got a lot of stuff popping for Oregon State right now. What do you got for us? Definitely. Well, hey, doing this on the heels of a big commitment yesterday. The train's really rolling down there in Corvallis for the football program. As a offensive guard, offensive tackle, Cooper Darling from Williamsfield High School down there in Gilbert, Arizona, announced his uh, commitment last night uh, to the Oregon State. It's a big pickup, man. Um, you know, it's not all that often that we hear, you know, uh, a, a recruit committing to their dream school and it being Oregon State. Um, and that seems to kind of be the case here. Uh, Cooper grew up in Salem, so he was he's kind of has this background of being an Oregon State fan and um, from his youth. And when he got the offer there, he came up for uh, the spring game. Uh, took in the sights and sounds of campus and that atmosphere then and uh, picked up his offer shortly thereafter. And that was a little bit about a month ago. And, you know, here he is on the commitment list now. So big pickup there. Uh, went toe-to-toe with Arizona State and San Diego State who had offered. Um, you kind of look at uh, his trajectory. I know Blair and Gulu are mountain region analysts. Uh, Really is high on Cooper uh, as far as his abilities on the field. Really thought he needed to kind of develop a little bit more last year uh, from uh, weight, you know, fill fill out a little bit, I guess, with his his, his frame and such. And he's definitely done that. He's up to six four two ninety right now. Um, so I think this is a, a solid solid pickup. And I, I think are you are we going next level with Cooper later on? Yeah, we certainly are. I I gotta watch his film, but we'll save that for a little later. Um, I do like his game yeah. a lot. I will say just to preview it, I think he's a strong kid, and I think he fits well, extremely well. I would say with just kind of the guys that Oregon State needs right now, and kind of the mentality they need. I think he fits super well. But we'll go we'll go more in depth about that um, yeah. after news and notes. Yeah, we'll let you all know about that. Um, but, yeah, big pickup there. Uh, he's definitely going to be a climber here as he goes into the senior season as far as the rankings and that such. Uh, so I like that pickup as well. Comes on the heels of uh, Ben Goldbrunson and Zariah Beeson last week and uh, joining John Miller there, the uh, inside linebacker from um, in-state here up there in Tualatin. So the Beavs are really picking up uh, their stride right now as they enter the summer months. And, you know, 
so far under Coach Smith's tenure, this is really kind of when they are picking up steam. And uh, they last year they had the big weekend with uh, Trayvon Clark and Omar Spites and uh, Spitz and Ryan Frankie and that whole gang who came up. Um, you know, essentially what would be next weekend uh, last year, if that makes sense to everyone. Uh, and they picked up the five commits there in five days or something like that. So we'll see if they can continue to keep this ball rolling. I think they're they're in a good spot with a lot of uh, uh, a lot of their top targets right now. So. Uh, with that said, they did kind of extend some uh, new offers over the last week and a half since we last did our news and notes, since we had the uh, the commitment blowout episode last week where it was a deep dive into Ben Goldberson and Zariah Beeson. Uh, so some of those new offers that we've seen gone out go out over the last couple of weeks, uh, let's start with LaShawn Bell. He's a DN out of Calabasas, California. He's a three-star. Uh, measures in at 6'2", Oregon State is his eighth offer. They join uh, other, oh, excuse me, there is first P5 offer, Power 5 school offer. Uh, a whole bunch of Mountain West schools are already involved in his recruitment. He had uh, taken an unofficial visit to OSU earlier this month and received an offer just a couple weeks later. Uh, next up, Kane Savage. He's a wide receiver out of Anaheim Western. He's another three-star, 5'10", 166. Uh, Kafense Hinson, our wide receivers coach here at Oregon State, is leading his recruitment. Kind of getting in there in the middle of the pack. He's got up to 12 offers already with Arizona State, Rutgers, Utah, and Wazoo being his Power 5 offers already. Nevada, San Diego State, San Jose State, and uh, some other Mountain West schools have already um, um, entered into his recruitment, I guess, by extending an offer. Arizona State is the perceived leader in the clubhouse right now at this point, but he's looking to really get out and do some more, take in some more unofficial visits this summer, so we can expect him in Corvallis, I'd say probably later later next month, so in the next few weeks. Uh, he'll be getting up here, hopefully, to take in Oregon State and kind of hit up some of the Northwest schools. Uh, another new offer went out to a JUCO offensive tackle prospect, Luke Haggard out of Santa Rosa, JC. Uh, he's unraked right now. He's kind of, um, you know, a little bit raw, a little bit new on the recruiting scene, but you got to like his size. He's 6'7", 250 right now. He's going to continue to bulk up. Uh, Oregon State is his fourth offer. They joined Fresno State, Nevada, and San Jose State uh, in already offering him, so they're kind of getting in at the floor level here. Uh, I know Angie's, Angie Machado has spoken to him, and you can look for an update at Beaver Blitz here soon. Um, Jacob Nunez is a kid who's really taken off over the last month or so on the recruiting trail. Oregon State offered, and there is an 11th offer right now to date. He's an offensive guard prospect out of Lompoc, uh, California. He's a three-star, checking in at 6'3", 285. Kid is all of that as well. Uh, Oregon State joins Arizona State. Uh, USC Trojans, Utah, Wazoo, UNLV, San Jose State, Nevada, and Hawaii in pursuit of him. I spoke with him earlier this week, and, uh, you know, he's still really – the relationship with Oregon State still really new to him. Uh, he's, he was personally offered by Coach Wozniak, um, who spent a lot of time speaking about uh, Coach Mahalachek's, um pedigree and his – how he's essentially regarded as one of the top offensive line coaches in the entire nation. So the the pitch really there is that, you know, if you want to find success and really take your game to the next level, there's no better coach than Coach Mahalachek to be able to take you there. Uh, it's really got him interested. He's He isn't quite 
ready to set up visits yet, whether they're official or unofficial. Uh, he's still kind of trying to figure that out as, you know, he's essentially picked up a majority of his offers over the last couple of weeks. So as he continues to sort through his recruitment, he's going to be looking to uh, get those set up. But he did let me know that Oregon State's definitely on that list and should be receiving a visit of some sort, whether it's in the official or unofficial capacity in the near future. Um, <laughs> another new offer out to Ethan Saunders, a defensive end out of Orange Vista. Uh, three-star prospect, 6'3", 255. These are his fifth offer, joining Wazoo, Boise, Hawaii, and New Mexico. Um, Alphonse Oyewak, I think I just butchered that. Cornerback uh, out of Kentwood, Washington. Uh, he's jumped in there, too. He's his fourth offer, joining Arizona, Nevada, and Air Force. Zona's the perceived leader right now. They have uh, several crystal balls. Uh, in from the 24-7 national analysts, uh, Brandon Huffman, Greg Biggins, Blair Angulo. Uh, but they were capped a couple of months ago when Arizona was first getting involved and they were his first offer. So uh, the fact that he hasn't committed yet tells me that he's still interested in, you know, at least listening to other schools' pitches. And uh, we'll see how Oregon State trends there. But he definitely fits that mold of the uh, – Larger, longer-armed, athletic uh, corners that Blue Adams is, you know, has been targeting since he got on campus. Then we look forward to the 2021 class, and we had a couple new offers go out there as well. Uh, Xavier Ward, he's listed as a quarterback in the 24/7 Sports database. I have a feeling this is more of an athlete offer. Uh, he's out of Corona Roosevelt down in California. He measures in at six foot 185. Uh, these were his first offer. Uh, like I said, I don't think it's necessarily a quarterback. He just doesn't really fit the um, the pedigree, I guess, that uh, or what it is that Oregon State's looking for in their quarterbacks from like a, a measures measurement standpoint. Um, the the offer that does fit that degree that went out to today is to Peter Castelli. He's a 2021 quarterback, like I mentioned, out of Mission Viejo. 63205. Uh, Beavers join Nebraska and Arizona in pursuit of him here in the early goings. Uh, Greg Biggins, our national analyst out of the LA region, uh, reported the offer on Beavers Blitz earlier this morning. He's actually really high on him and expects to see his stock continue to rise uh, through his junior year this upcoming fall. Uh, that's going to kind of do it for football. We got some new, some news and notes from men's basketball. Trace Tinkle and Ethan Thompson withdrew their names from the NBA draft, so they'll be returning to campus for their uh, redshirt senior and junior years, respectively. Uh, these also picked up a commitment from six foot ten, two hundred fifty pound center prospect, prospect Shang Zi Lee. He's a former BYU signee who was released from his LOI earlier this month after a coaching change there in Provo. Um, in watching his film, he kind of has that old-school feeling to what a big man is. He kind of gets down there, he bangs, he's got a nice soft touch from the free throw line extended, um, but he fits that big body, he's a lane clogger. Um, he... He's fundamentally sound in a lot of different areas, but he still kind of has a feel as a, a work in progress. You're going to want to see him continue to develop, but you see the fundamentals that are already there. Um, one thing that I noticed is he doesn't necessarily high point the ball when he's going up for a rebound. I'd like to see him be a little bit more stronger uh, on the boards. But, uh, you know, he's going to have some time to kind of groom. I don't really feel like he's going to be in the rotation here to start with. But it's a nice addition for, especially for a late, uh, late in the, uh, 
cycle, I guess, addition to the class. And on the other side, women's basketball, Leah Goodman was just announced as uh, representing Team USA in the first FIBA three-on-three women's series stop in China taking place this weekend. So congratulations to Leah on that. And I think I'm going to take a breath because I just spit out a lot of info. <laughs> Marcus, Marcus, take it away, bud. Hey. <laughs> you did just spit out a lot of bread, my man. Well, hey, if you don't have anything else to add, then let's just go ahead and hop over to uh, Next Level, huh? I have a hole to go to, right? So... Um, I think he does a lot of that lunging, but that lunging is just because he likes blowing the guy up. It's something that he'll develop um, once he gets to the next level, once he gets to Oregon State, especially with with Coach Mahalachek. He'll basically be able to tell him, like, okay, you can still blow the guy up, but you don't have to lunge at him, right? You can just lock on and throw him to the ground like you can. Um, and then another thing, I just think Lyman always need to be more flexible. He looks kind of stiff at times, especially when he's out in the open field. Like I've said for five times now, it's cows on skates, man. I mean, there's 300-pound guys that are basically running in the open field going up against 160 pound defensive backs. So, I mean, we can't mm-hmm. really we can't really get on their head too much if they don't block the guy because it's an agility thing. We get that. But I just want him to see him be more flexible so he'll be more agile in that 20 yard to 10 yard range that, you know, linemen aren't very effective in and um Adam, you've seen it. Uh, listeners, you guys have seen it. Basically, everybody has seen it. The fact that when you see those linemen, especially in college football, that can get out maybe on a screenplay or um, are a pulling guard, a pulling tackle, those are the kind of guys who get to play at that next level on Sundays is because they have all those intangibles that you want on the line in that five to six yard range. But at the same time, they can get out in that 10 to 11 to 15 yard range and really block in the open field. Those are the kind of things that separate you so I just want to see him um, basically become more agile in that open field because I know for a fact Oregon State's blocking scheme, the way that they do their running scheme and everything is that a lot of pulling and there's a lot of screens basically just getting the running back the ball and kind of letting him go. The same with any playmaker, reverses, anything like that. So uh, he'll just need to learn to block better in open field and kind of be more flexible and be able to be more agile in that. But, man, I'm telling you, the kid is tough as nails. He has that chip on his shoulder. And the fact that, like I said, he's a glass eater, man. I'm going to keep saying that because yeah. I just figured it out today and I really like that. <laughs> I really Maybe some people think it's weird, but just having, having linemen with that attitude, that nastiness, that, that's how you dominate the line, honestly. It's, people can say it's technique because it really, a lot of it is technique, but at the end of the day, what is it? It's who has, you know, who has more of a dog in him, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of the time, it's the same thing with special teams. I know that for a fact – you know, me playing a lot of special teams is that's where I got my bread and butter. And the only way I was able to get that is the fact that I, I had a little bit of dog in me, not anymore because you know, I'm old and fat, but back then, yeah, I had some dog in me, (laughs) but but, you know, it's just a mentality thing. And I like these kind of guys that coach Smith is getting in um, the staff is getting, because you could tell that they kind of have that, that dog in them. And, you know, I think Cooper's going to be a, a good player. Like you said, he's going to be a guy that's going to be able to start for a couple years. Maybe, you know, he could possibly redshirt when he gets to Oregon State, but who knows, right? He still has a whole other season, so we don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's able to develop his body even more, and then all these things I said he needs to work on, he improves on, and then who knows? Maybe he's walking in, and we could be seeing Cooper st- on the starting line. Who knows, right? You don't know, but yeah. it's the fact that, I know for a fact if he didn't have that mentality, then it wouldn't even be a question I could see him redshirting. But he has that. He has that. He has that trait about him that 
that's something that you can't coach. Either you're a dog or you're not. So uh, I'm excited for Cooper. I'm happy that Oregon State, you know, picked this kind of guy up with the mentality and kind of a skill set that he has. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to him being at Oregon State. That's kind of all I got for the next yeah. level, man. He's he's a good player. I'm excited for it. Yeah, and I think that the, the point that really resonates with me outside of, you know, everything else that you brought up was the comparison to Sean Harlow. I think that is such a valid comparison, um, strictly because of the versatility. I know Oregon State really likes him as a, a tackle prospect, mm-hmm. and that's what they've been uh, recruiting him as. Yet, you know, when we look at his film, it sounds like you're probably in agreement with me. You see him probably on the inside in the guard position. But, I mean, if the coaches see him outside, that that really shows speaks to his versatility. And I think that was another thing that helped Sean be so successful is you could really line him up one through five anywhere along the offensive line. And you knew that that spot was going to be unlocked. You know, mm-hmm. he's going to lock it down. And uh, I think the, the same type of mentality and um, – is similar to Cooper's game as well. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, that's what we got for next level on Cooper Darling. Yeah. Uh, excited for him, but let's uh, let's switch it over. We got Bob Lundberg on the damn hotline, so let's switch that over right now. All right, our guest on the damn hotline today is none other than the man, Bob Lundberg. He is a writer for the Oregonian. Bob, we want to say thank you so much, my man, for hopping on. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Hanging out here at Goss, watching Cincinnati practice right now. Actually, man, how's that looking? How are they looking? You know, they're looking. Uh, they look pretty big. All these teams, they're big guys. You know, they bring them out <laughs> from the Midwest, especially Michigan. It's got a lot of big farm fed farm fed kids. I think. <laughs> I feel that man. I remember playing a couple teams in the Midwest football wise, and they were enormous. But uh, uh, let's just <laughs> let's just jump right into it, Bob. Kind of. Bob, kind of what is the feeling right now around the baseball team and kind of how do you think the Beavs are feeling right now? I think they're still feeling pretty good. I mean, yeah, I got that, you know, pretty disappointing series loss to USC last weekend to close the regular season. But, you know, they still were able to host a regional. They got that number 16 seed. They're feeling good. They're at home. We've got great weather here. And we've got three teams coming in. And, you know, I think it's kind of a fresh start for the Beavers as they head on to the postseason. The, the last month or so of the regular season, you know, offense was a little bit inconsistent here and there. But the pitching and the defense, for the most part, have been terrific all year. I think the Beavers feel really good overall at kind of where they're at. And I think, they, I think they've got a pretty strong shot to come out and, and win this regional. Yeah, Bob, what is, uh, I would say, what are kind of the keys that the Beavers really need to hone in on in order to kind of, first of all, get this win against Cincinnati because we can't be looking too far ahead. I mean, the, obviously now it's it's game by game. So what do you think the keys are in order for them to make, you know, a deep run in this postseason? You know, I, I really think it's just as simple as getting the offense going because if you look at that USC series, the Beavers only had – 15 total hits in three games. They had a lot of just kind of poor at bats where they they were either taking too many pitches or swinging at pitches they shouldn't have been swinging at. And you really saw it. The Beavers were shut out twice by a USC team that statistically doesn't have great numbers, but there was definitely talent over there. But really for Oregon State, it just kind of top to bottom. They need to get the offense going. I think everyone expects both Phillip and Adley Rutschman to hit at the top. It really is just what are those other six or seven guys going to do? And I think there certainly are reasons to believe 
that the Beavers are going to get things going because if we've seen anything from the offense all year, it's that they have been fairly inconsistent. So whenever they've had a period where they haven't hit as well, I think we've seen that they followed that up by, by hitting the ball a lot better. And I think there's a good chance that we could see that this weekend. What's the injury situation looking like? I know uh, Bryce is getting the ball tomorrow night, and it sounds like Icert has the opportunity to come out of the pen. Um, you know, if they're able to advance, do you think Icert might get the ball on Saturday, or has uh, Coach Bailey really addressed any of that? I would not expect Icert to start any game this weekend, even if the series spilled over into Monday. Um, from what we, we spoke with Brandon at media availability, and he's doing a lot better. He's been pain-free. Um, it still isn't like 100%. I don't believe that he is going to pitch this weekend, but I do think there's a very, very strong chance that he will. I just think it's going to be in relief. And I think part of that, too, is that the coaching staff, they feel really good about Bryce Stummel going on Friday in Cincinnati. I'm going to go ahead and assume that Grant Gambrell is going to get the start in that Saturday game. And then what we've seen from Dylan Pierce, I think he's given some really good outings recently, too, as the number three starter. So I think the viewers feel pretty good about the starting rotation. I think they feel very, very good about the bullpen depth. And then Brandon Ison is almost like this wild card that you can just kind of plug in. I mean, they're getting an all-American type reliever slash starter back for the postseason. I mean, what team wouldn't want to get that? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I have to ask, you know, Cincinnati doesn't have, I would say, the X factor that Oregon State does. That X factor being Adley Rushman. I mean, the kid is, as we know, he's going to be next level without a doubt. Uh, Absolute freak of nature. I'm telling you guys, quick story. Um, I know I kind of tweeted it out really quick. There's a play. um, Adley used to be our kicker in the football season. Um, and there was a play where I was on kickoff with Adley, kicked the ball. Christian McCaffrey, being the great player he was, was making a bunch of people miss. I was on the opposite side, was running all the way over because I was thinking, no, he's about to return it. Out of nowhere, this guy just gets absolutely blown up. We were talking Christian McCaffrey, (laughs) Heisman finalist, and I was like, wait, who just hit him? And then Adley stands up, beats his chest a couple times, and, and jogs over the sideline. I was like, hold up. Was that Adley? Was that our kicker, Adley? But... The dude is just an absolute freak. Bob, kind of just kind of tell us what Adley is going to bring into a postseason like this and kind of just what we should expect from him. I mean, he just brings everything. I mean, again, he is the ultimate X factor. He's the best player in college baseball. I mean, there's he has absolutely no weakness in his game, whether it's catching, throwing guys out on the base pass. And, you know, he's probably going to hit number two in the order. He hits for power from both sides of the plate. He hits for average. I mean, it's just what he does is ridiculous. And kind of like you mentioned it, I think early on his career, there was maybe this narrative of, oh, he's not really, you know, an amazing athlete. He's just a decent runner. I mean, he's a fantastic athlete. He's got two inside the park home runs during his college career. He really can do it all. And, I mean, when, when you have a guy like Adley Rutschman, it almost makes you feel like, well, you know, no matter what, you always do have a chance because you have the best guy. And also, too, I think when Oregon State in most of these games, Oregon State's going to have the second-best guy in Bo Phillips because Bo's been that good this year. But, you know, he, he isn't quite an athlete's level, and quite frankly, nobody is. And uh, really, for Oregon State fans, just cherish every last game that you have to be able to watch him because he's going to be playing professional baseball really soon. And it's been just it's been incredible to watch him for three years at Oregon State. Absolutely. And, Adam, are you going to get that jersey? Whatever team he goes to, are you good in that jersey? Because I think I'm going to have to get well, it. I mean, nope. probably, unless it's in pinstripes, you know. <laughs> I just can't go, I can't go to the Yanks. So. It'll be a um, jersey. You won't need to worry about the pinstripes. 
Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of one of the big rumors right now is that the Orioles might be playing a little hardball and looking to save some cap space. Or not cap space, um, the, the slot. Signing bonus. Um, signing bonuses. And they might be looking past them, which means Adley might fall down to KC or possibly uh, the number three pick, which is escaping me. Um, you know, what's, what's kind of your take? I mean, we're, what, nine days away from the MLB draft, I do believe. Um, where, what's kind of, what are you hearing about his draft perspectives? Is it, you know, inside of, inside of the, the locker room, is it just the Orioles or kind of these other teams? Might be factoring. I know uh, Derek Jeter was in town last weekend. And, uh, Marlon found, what, the fourth pick? Yeah, I mean, in no way I'm going to act like I'm a major league draft expert or anything. <laughs> but just for me, I just I couldn't imagine him not going number one when I, I saw the other day Baseball America has a headline, the story that he's the best prospect since Bryce Harper. And it's just that it, he's such an overwhelming talent. I feel like if the Orioles really want to try to save $3 million in signing bonus to draft somebody else, I mean, good luck trying to sell that to your fan base. I mean, to me, he's just so obviously the number one guy that I can't imagine him not going number one. So if, if we wake up and watch the draft and he really does slide to two, I, I would be surprised. I don't really care about the signing bonus and all that. He's just he's so good that you have to go get him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Bob. I agree with that, too. My man, we have to say thank you so much for hopping on our damn hotline. We would love to have you on a little longer, but I know you're busy, so you'll have to get back to work and do, you know, what the Bob Lundeberg does. But, hey, man, we really appreciate you hopping on, and we look forward to having you on in the future, my man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, guys. It was fun. All right. A nice little podcast, nice little episode. Adam, I'm excited, man. We got some Beaver baseball this weekend. Obviously, Oregon State's about to face off against Cincinnati. It's going to be good. I always have to go with the Beavs because, you know, I'm a Beave homer. But Adley, man, before anything, can I tell you guys, I had no idea that Adley was this good at baseball when we played football together. I really, I don't think any of us had this had an idea that he was this good because we always saw Adley as like the quiet, kind of laid back guy who, you know, he was my favorite. I loved playing kickoff with him because – you didn't really have to, or you knew for a fact that it was going to be a touchback every time. And so we would always just race each other <laughs> and try to see who could get to the end zone the fastest because we knew Adley was going to kick it like through the through the goalposts and there was no chance of a return. But, um, you know, Adam, as most people know, and I've said before, I, I'm still building up my baseball knowledge. But, man, from the looks of it, I've been following Oregon State baseball pretty closely this weekend, or not this weekend, excuse me. Um, this season, and they've had their ups and downs, but man, I'm excited for. I, I mean, honestly, anything can happen in the postseason. All you need is a little bit of momentum, and I think that goes in any yep. sport. But uh, when you have a guy like Adley, just like Bob said, who's basically the X factor who Oregon State has and nobody else does, it can take you a long way. And then everyone else obviously is going to pull their weight. They've been here before, um, and just the culture that Oregon State has, man. I, you know, I just don't see him. I don't see him losing anytime soon, but that's my prediction. I just want to know what you have to say before we wrap this thing up. You know, I'm in agreement with you. I think they come out of this weekend um, on top and advance to a super regional. We'll see if uh, how things shake out, whether they get to host that or, or whatnot. But, you know, from top to bottom in their lineup, I think they probably match up on the higher end against whoever they're lining up against. And, Anytime you have a kid whose nickname is Clutchman, mm-hmm. if it comes down to a close game, you need a clutch hit or a clutch play, 
Adley's the guy. I mean, he's proven that time and time again throughout his career here at Oregon State. And it's, you know, I just hope that people show up in force this weekend. I know they will. Sellouts and everything because this could be the last time we get to see him in, uh, inside Goff Stadium. So, Absolutely. Well, it's going to yeah. be an exciting one. Adam, if you don't have anything else to add, my man, then uh, everybody, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Damn Recruiting Podcast with your host Marcus Greaves and Adam Nicholson. <laughs>